Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. What's your give? A deer with an upset stomach. Elka Seltzer. <laughs> Get it like an elk? <laughs> yeah, but it's still just like it's not the same breed, though. It's no. like a totally different animal. <laughs> I know. That's what made it funny. It's a stretch. It so stretchy. Oh, wow. Stretchy. Yeah. That's funny. Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley, and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range, where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. The Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Welcome to The Range, everybody. My name is The Dude, and I am here with my good friends Walter Sobchek, Jesus, and Donnie. And our fallen comrade, Donnie. Donnie has jo- joined us today. Yeah, he died in an altercation, not a gunshot. He's here with us, though. Yeah, in spirit. Yep. And then, of course, we got Quintana over there. <laughs> that creep can roll, man. So, hey, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us for this special Halloween episode of the Range Podcast. As you can see, uh, we are here uh, as the Big Lebowski crew and just wanted to take a minute to kind of have a chat amongst ourselves, uh, considering we haven't had many opportunities to talk since the busy season has started. And so we figure what better of a way to do it than to dress up as the cast of one of our favorite all-time movies and also uh, just have a discussion about some gear and kind of get back into the swing of um, having conversations amongst ourselves here in the shop. So how are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Doing fantastic. Walter, what's going on in your world, man? I'm actually getting out uh, hunting this weekend. Looking forward to it. So I'm going to get on the stand on Friday. Hopefully while you guys are working here for the first time this year. We might shut down. You guys have already hunted probably five times as much as I have in the last few years. Just this year. You'll actually get out before I do. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, right on. I won't get out until Sunday. Right on. Um, Yeah, and like... I'm a, I'm excited, but also a little anxious. You know, I'm from Texas, and uh, my uh, father-in-law was showing me where he was sitting in his, sitting in my stand, um, and he uh, zooms in on these two bears, black mm. bears, and then all of a sudden he slowly zooms out, and there's oh there's a third bear, and it keeps going. Oh fourth, mm, no keeps going, and then a fifth bear. So, uh, there's, there's five bears hanging around my stand. Apparently, nice. Yeah, so it'll make the uh, the walk at 5 a.m. a little interesting. <laughs> Got some competition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Just So you won't be hunting then on Saturday since you don't show them a Shabbos, right? Yeah, but, I mean, it's no electricity, I mean, no technology. I mean, are you really going to count technology on these bows? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. We're just making sure. Okay. Because so I'd take you on a Saturday. Oh, please. I think it's really just <laughs> about doing any work at all. Anything <laughs> that involves any type of work. Yeah, that's not work. That's yeah. that's pleasure. Okay, good. 100%. Right, so. <laughs> <laughs> we got to fit the role here, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Quintana? Uh, I will, in fact, be rolling this Saturday nice. and Sunday. Um, but, yeah, it will be uh, – metro like public hunt so nothing interesting but yeah you know i've already you know hence the name jesus i'm already you know winning and you know already got a deer down so you know that was a saturday so yeah. this guy taking him off that's what happens so. oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh 
busy season's finally slowing down a little bit. So, you know, we're getting this opportunity to actually do this. So that'll be cool, but trying some new things out and, uh, been hunting and I'll be back out West here in a couple of weeks. So yeah. So just been hunting and trying new things out. Shop is, you know, slowing down a little bit too up front. Um, again, everyone's in the woods now, so gives us a little bit of breathing room. Finally, mm-hmm. much needed. We got some uh, recovery to do out back in manufacturing more for next year. So yeah, we're already looking, aren't we, Rory? Yes, we Walter, are. Walter, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, regroup and reengage. That's right. How about you, dude? Well, you know, I'm gonna finally get out hunting too. I think. I don't know. We'll try. We'll just see. You know, you got when you got little ones, you just kind of roll with it, right? If you can, if I can get out, I'll get out. If I can't, I can't. I don't have like a real good spot to go, but I just want to go, you know. So it's very dude of you. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to uh, get up into my saddle on Sunday morning. And then, uh, so this weekend, Susan and I are celebrating my birthday slash our anniversary kind of in the same weekend. She got me tickets to Nick Offerman at Mystic Lake. Nice. So we're going to go check that out and then spend the night there. My sister's going to watch Emma for the night. And then hopefully then Sunday I'll get out hunting. We'll see what happens with that. And yeah, that's about it. That's going to be my weekend so sounds like a good weekend Mm -hmm. yeah well we so we wanted to talk about some new things that we have coming up uh some pretty exciting things that we've been kind of just itching to get out there and tell people about and we've been waiting on you know supplies and some other things to to come in so that we can get this stuff rolling the ideation has been there and and it's you know we've got prototypes and everything we've had them for a while but again just kind of waiting for stuff so now we have everything we're going to start building up to, to it all. But um, we talked, I've talked a few times, we did a contest discussing a new stabilizer that we have coming out on the market. And, uh, well, it's a, it's a new take on an existing stabilizer that we have uh, on our acrylic stabilizer. And there should be a little bit of information coming out, too, on the outdoor podcast with Bowhunter Planet. Uh, and I discuss it briefly in that, uh, during that podcast. Okay, yeah. so you all have seen my bow already, so we're going to start with this one because yeah. it's nothing. I mean, you've seen it. Um, but as you can see here, here is um, the new acrylic stabilizer. It's our, uh, we actually have uh, a new name for it. It's called the Aluma Series. Mm-hmm. And this is an acrylic stabilizer with a uh, Duracoat. Correct. Over the top, <clears throat> um, which, is a, which is a really, really durable. Yeah. Uh, I have painted Coating. several firearms with Duracoat, and it's lasted decades. So um, the reason we did not choose to use Cerakote is because you got to bake it. Well, you know, acrylic might melt when yeah. you bake it. So, I can't imagine um, that goes too well. There's obviously a, um, a reason why we chose Duracoat as the best uh, material to use on the acrylic. And, uh, yeah, it's going to hold up to um, pretty much anything that you throw at it as far as in the field. Um, as far as durability, and I must say that it looks damn sexy. I am just going to flip this camera lens around here real quick because you can kind of see it a little bit better. The lighting in this room isn't so great, but here you can see how when you get outside, um, it glows pretty nicely. and uh, That's just by natural light, too. Yeah, and so... um, and then I've got this back bar on here too that you can, you can see having a hard time getting it to focus. But and the beauty of it is it doesn't have the glare like the normal acrylic, which we've had very few people complain about. But that was the one thing that if you're hunting, oh, the acrylic might have a reflection. Well, guess what? Your watch is going to reflect too. Um, your sunglasses are going to reflect. My glasses um, do. Yeah, I bet they do. So um, anyway, if you have been one of those people that don't like to have uh, things that reflect in the field. Well, guess what? You now can rock acrylic and there's no reflection whatsoever. And it has, has a nice uh, natural glow to it. It literally looks like there's a light in it, but it's not. Yeah. And I can speak on some of the durability is, you know, I've already been out you know, a couple times and been out West already 
you know, on one trip and it's, it's fine. It looks brand new. Um, and yeah, I just, the balance is great. You're, you're, bow. you're with your bow face down in the muck. Yes. Quite literally. I mean, <laughs> the, the site still has mud in it. Um, but yeah, uh, try not to beat the living heck out of it. Um, especially since everything on there is pretty new. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it too. Um, how many different colors are we offering these in? Uh, four, uh, acrylic colors. That's the, uh, internal color, the actual acrylic itself. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we're asking, uh, we're doing another four of the Duracoat. So, you know, you got some combinations there as far as, uh, uh, w what you can add to it as far as making your bow set up unique and custom. So um, I, I'll just go ahead and say that, man, the orange acrylic looks really good, and so does the blue, the, the red. Is oh it gosh. fluorescent red? Is that the one yeah, that just – slow red. Yeah. yeah, I want that so bad. But, mm -hmm. again, like Rick was saying, we're still trying to get, you know, all the things in place to have these things ready for you guys. And um, right now I'm running ice blue. You are as well. I am rocking the ice blue. Yeah, yeah, and they're awesome. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the big thing about acrylic, which we need to get into, is the the dampening properties mm -hmm. is definitely an outperformer for uh, when you compare it uh, with with the uh, industry standard of carbon. Um, there's a reason that uh, we hold a patent with the, the acrylic stabilizers and because the dampening properties are amazing. Um, you know, helicopter windshields are made out of acrylic and uh, basketball. Um, notice that when you watch the NBA or whatever, um, or WNBA, you know, whoever. I I don't know. That's just a league I can't get into. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the backboard, they don't shatter anymore. There's a reason because they, they're made out of acrylic. Mm. Yeah. Um, amazing dampening properties. Um, so it's really cool now that we uh, – have another take on the acrylic series and a way to make it more custom and actually more low key. It doesn't, um, uh, like I said earlier, it doesn't have a lot of reflection to it. What sizes? Uh, we're going to do six, eight and 10, <clears throat> just like we already do now. And it will also be available in the acrylic SS one. Correct. Ooh, at some nice. point as well. Nice. So the samples that we just showed on my bow, that was the orange acrylic with the sniper green coating. And then you'll get to see a few samples of the ice blue with the gray coating. And then we'll also have, uh, like Hollywood had mentioned earlier, flow red acrylic. And then we'll also have the flow green acrylic. And then we've got what other finishes aside from sniper green and gray? They all match our um, Stoker Eyes series. So you got um, sniper green, you got the black oxide, um, the gray wolf, um, and then tactical tan. Tactical tan. Okay. So 16 different color options and then three different lengths, 6, 8, and 10. Yeah. And that, that black looks so nice, too. Yeah, it does. It really pops. Dude, like the black and the flow red together. <sighs> yeah. If someone wants some spicy colors, match their strings up and whatnot, that black really pops. If, they, yeah. if they've got black yeah. incorporated with it, it's mm -hmm. so nice. Yeah, I was already telling Corey Anderson about this, the new product we're rolling out, and he already has a has a special request for the black and flow red. Mm -hmm. So Nice. We'll be sending him one. He'll be one of the first to have one in his hands. Mm -hmm. awesome so yeah cool so happy to be able to get that out there and 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 kind of talk to some of the our diehards you know the ones that are listening to the podcast and you know they're going to get the first scoop on on the new stabilizer that we're doing uh and so for those of you who are participated in our contest uh we figure what we would probably do i did mention that we were going to announce it during a podcast so what we were are going to do here as we're going to do a live, um, we're going to share the screen here and we're going to roll the dice. All right, here we go. We're going to spin the wheel and announce the winner of their choice of uh, new stabilizer. They'll get uh, one of the new camo hats, a set of VTX bowstrings, and a sticker pack.
Sweet. So, sweet. And then they also get the pride of letting everybody know that they were a winner. Let's see what it is. No whammies, no whammies. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. oh. Just went over. Mr. Brandon Bailey. Congratulations, nice. man. Of course. <laughs> we will be reaching out and uh, we'll let you know. Um, I'll shoot you an email and then you can let us know what you would like for a stabilizer. Right on. Congrats. Woohoo. Yep. Moving on. Walter is going to talk a little bit about his bow, his new setup that he's got going on for this year. Yeah, I'm gonna use your pad. And also get into show and tell. Also get into a few features that, uh, new features that we have on some products. Yeah, we'll get that. that on his bow. We'll jump right into that. Yeah. So, as you guys know, we came out with the um, Gen Integrate 8X. Um, you know, we had um, elevation and windage adjustments with thumb knobs to make it convenient. So when you want to make the adjustment in the field, um, it's, you know, we made it very easy to do so. But um, as, as you guys know, the, the newer bows always come out with, um, you know, new features. And well, uh, the V3, V3X and phase four with Matthews, they are all big on that little profile with the quiver. So we changed our 8X to be um, more compatible uh, with the uh, Matthews V3, V3X Phase 4, and other bows that also are into the low profile um, when it comes to the quiver. So now, as you can see, there are no thumb knobs. And look how easy the quiver is removed. And there's actually a, probably, what, a quarter of an inch space yep. in between the rest and the quiver. So, mm -hmm. yep. I mean, it is sleek and slick, and there's tons of room. So there is no contact with your arrows, um, <clears throat> and you uh, are ready to fire away with no issues at all, man. Um, I'm I was pretty happy how uh, this came out, as far as uh, alleviating that issue and getting rid of that windage knob. Um, we still kept the elevation knob in place um, because, well, we wanted to make it easy. Uh, for you guys to make adjustments. So now you just need your Allen key. Look, if you're going in the field without an Allen tool, um, you, you're, one, really ballsy, and two, um, you know, probably just, uh, you know, I would say a little ignorant because uh, you need to be ready for uh, uh, anything that happens in the field, and you have to make adjustments um, in order to perform well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, therefore... Better have your Allen key with you, and you can um, move your windage when needed. So. Yeah, I mean you should already have one anyways because you got to loosen up the lock screw yep. in order to move it. So there shouldn't be any issues there uh, as far as whether you have, you know, I, I believe we're. It is a different size, mm -hmm. I think, but as long as you have the standard, uh, you know, Allen key set that most shops have or most archers have, you'll have everything there that you need to make the adjustments that are necessary. Yeah. We also added a few other features, such as uh, the new etching symbols. We just want to make it very intuitive and easy. You, know, you shouldn't be guessing what screw does what. So uh, we made uh, little lock symbols for the ones that actually lock the windage and elevation. Um, and, of course, if you need to make the adjustment, you loosen them, and then you actually go to the windage um, screw and then the uh, elevation knob. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, of course, the um, elevation knob still has the uh, Allen key inside of it, of course, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because if you have fat fingers like me, um, it's a little hard to move that knob. Yep. Um, but that pretty much sums up the new features on the 8X um, that continue to, to um, we you know, we're all about continuing to improve our products. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what other cool things you got on there now? You've got the uh, the Fire Knock Titanium Upgrade Kit. I do, and that, that really adds a lot of balance and gets uh, rid of um, some excess weight, too. Mm -hmm. It feels yeah. good in your hands. It's mm -hmm. incredible. You wouldn't think all those little screws make that big of a difference, but once we threw that in, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's yeah. not even the same bow. Yeah, it feels like it's almost got a, a floating like quality to it right. when you pick Rick, it up. Rick, you have the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, it's going to be hard going from bow to bow without a titanium kit, if you ask me. Mm. I mean, ever since I did it on my old, old Bowtech, um, I've been doing it on all my bows. And you also have the 8-inch uh, new acrylic stab off the front. Yeah. Yeah. Like. yeah. And this is in the um, electric blue. And uh, the gray. So, again, and that is with natural light. There's no flashlight or anything inside of it no led that is just natural light making that sucker glow yeah so this is the new aluma series yeah and then just to continue the uh setup here obviously it's the matthews phase four um i got the uh dialed um dovetail mount here um and then of course i got the ultra view sight itself um and then uh, of course rocking the electric blue vtx bow strings um got some some white string bats mm -hmm. if, I, if i really want to go there yeah yeah and of course uh you know uh got the blue popping on the bow and then of course you know we had to do the uh arrows arrow customizer and we got the uh white topo wraps on there and of course we have the vapor trail and ae max um let me zoom in on those yeah yeah beautiful yeah so you can tell it's got a little bit of a patriotic theme going on here it's all the glitz and glam mm -hmm. with the uh vapor trail wrestling as well of course don't yeah. forget yeah so that's that. And then, of course, the low pro quiver, which I already talked about earlier. That pretty much sums up. Oh, I have the titanium. Yeah, still part of the fire knock kit. String stop. Yeah, string yeah. stop. String stop, there. yeah. And that's the, that'll be the beast that you take out this weekend and... And, and uh, uh, take out a bear or two. I was going to say, yeah, don't mistake a bear. It would all be self-defense. <laughs> With a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, you already did your bow. Oh, yeah, we've talked about my bow so many times, but uh, oh. Mr. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, Quintana over here has a new setup I do. that he, he would does. like to talk about. I'm going to move Donnie out of the um, way here. Can only, uh, there's certain things that have to be omitted from this conversation, That's but correct. I will let him take over on that, and we'll be right back. Hollywood here. New for the 2023 archery season is our brand new online arrow customizer. Build your victory or eastern arrows with multiple vein options, configurations, and custom arrow wraps in a large array of designs and colors. Spine indexing and expedited build options are also available so you can get back out in the field and flinging in style. Check out the Vapor Trail Arrow Customizer at www.vaportrailarchery.com forward slash arrow customizer. Yeah, let's go, go for it. Uh, do you want to pull up the camera and make sure got a good background? Is that good? You want to use your really ball sack? <laughs> yeah, for your move cam. towards Walter yeah. a little more. Okay. There you go. And I'll stay off to the side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, this is wrenching me. Yeah, so I'm running uh, Prime's new uh, flagship for 2024. Um, absolutely love it. Second time I've ordered a bow from them and had no idea going off the table <laughs> uh second time i've ordered a prime with having no idea how it shot or anything just said yep order it up i want it um and the new features that they're coming out with this year just made me jump i was like that's it's gonna be awesome uh i don't know I don't, you guys haven't even shot it yet but um just the new things they put on it is amazing uh shoots better than my nexus i hate to say it but i held on to that thing because i loved it so much um but this thing will for sure be the main rig now um <clears throat> this time it's just 70 pounds not a 80 pound rig um <clears throat> and uh i've got the all gray riser i don't know if they'll be able to see it but um got their uh exclusive quiver with tight spot and um that fits no problems with our rests 
Um, and then running the Tetra Max Rise site. Um, and then obviously the uh, VTX bowstrings and uh, all flow pink. You know, just got to be flashy when I'm out there, I guess. So. <laughs> up, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, way, it's, it's the only way Quintana rolls. That's right. Uh, no one fricks with Quintana. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an absolute shooter. Um, stacks arrows, no problems. Tuned up, really nice. Um, and again, the new features that are on it are just killer. Um, and yeah, it's already seen the western states and no avail so far. But I'm going back out in a couple of weeks. And our stabilizers, we were so happy to see they match like to a T um, with their colors. So that'll be uh fantastic when you know this drops and the stabs will drop um you know they'll match up just fine i'm running a 10 inch out the front and a eight out the back with a few extra ounces added there um just to help balance out the bow and yeah same arrow setup as you know previous podcasts i've talked about um i don't have the branded vapor trail stuff but i didn't feel like refletching a bunch of arrows so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I already took out a doe in a city hunt and hopefully a buck here soon enough, but I'm not going to push it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's killer. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we will have these in store. Um, hopefully as soon as they can get them to us, once they drop, um, just all the new things that they're doing this year and what they've been doing in the last like two years building up to this, uh, definitely worth getting. I would say. Um, and I think Rory might want to get one too. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so nice. It's quiet and just straight shooter. Love the grip on it. Just like my Nexus. Uh, tunes great. Shoots great. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it just looks like a great bow. Uh, our buddy up over at the edge TV and next level hunter, Steve Eklund, who was just on the podcast has already, uh, taken a, a, a beautiful elk in the Rocky yep. Mountains with his. And I believe Jason Matzinger uh, has been shooting it as well as, boy, those Brockhouse Brock boys. House. Oh, my gosh. Um, they've killed a few mule deer, I think, at this point. They've been getting out and, and hammering some stuff with it. And so, yeah, it's just it's going to be – they're going to have, have a, a lot of kills under their belt. Yeah. Um, I, I think this year is going to be – one of Prime's best years. Just everything they did. Yeah. I, it's huge. I, I love it. Everything about it. <laughs> I'm too excited. <laughs> I'm too excited. Think they might try to pick up Kyle Douglas? I was going to text Brian and ask him. <laughs> they got to do something. Yeah. I think. Well, I don't know. I think, too, this year, what's going to be big for us, we have that duck camo hat. I think there's going to be a lot of kills in it. Yeah. <laughs> one already. Yep. At least one. Mm-hmm. It's my new hat now. Thank you for that random comment. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I was just thinking of that. It's like a little plug. That's funny. All right. Well, what do you think, Donnie? I mean, yeah, Donnie's pretty quiet over there. Shut the f*** up, Donnie. <laughs> I am the walrus. I'm the walrus. What, are, what else is going on as far as industry? Yeah, let's talk about uh, Botech terminating Kyle Douglas and Tim Gillingham. The heck? Yeah, I mean... Kyle Douglas right? is the Jesus. I mean, he'll roll <laughs> any day. Yeah. And, I, yeah. It's, it's just, it's kind of sh- it's shocking. But then I guess when you really, if you really dive deep into, you know, the struggles of the industry and everything like that, it's like, okay, you know, we could speculate all we want, but mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, so, I don't know. Someone's about to pick him up. It's going to be big. Um, yeah. There's, yeah, like you said, we could speculate, and I could see conflict of interest with the new owners of Pure Archery, and you know, the dude, you know, the hammer, right? Um, as but, far as his line of products versus theirs, correct? Yeah, um, that could be a conflict of interest, and I guess that kind of makes sense on the outside looking in. But um, well, I mean, maybe we talked about that a little bit too, and I don't know how much he's actually associated with Hamsky anymore, if that's what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I don't know, has he been shooting Hamsky? Has he been yeah. shooting a Hamsky rest the whole time? Yeah. And so that could be, yeah. like you're saying, could be, you know, with their other brands, 
one of them being ripcord. Right. I know and Pure Archery is trying to do a big push back to their stuff, you know. Yeah, and we've so. uh, witnessed it and experienced it firsthand. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. the Bowtech Pro Shop used to, well, buy a lot of stuff from us. A lot of arrow rests. Um, but yeah, not anymore. Right. You know, and I guess, you know, it's brand one those, loyalty, right? one of those brand loyalty things too, which we, which we, uh, um, strive to have as well, you know, so it's understandable. And, uh, but at the same time, it's kind of a bummer, I guess, but, uh, yeah. And so it sounds like they're going to be taking a good chunk of those funds and they're going to be putting it towards their amateur, amateur shooters. shooters. And then also a new, that's part of their new marketing plan. I don't know what else it is that they're going to do, but their focus is driving customers to the pro shops. Yep. And so in order to do that, take need, care of the dealers. Yep. They need the funds. So they're like, Hey, Kyle, Tim, Peace. good luck. Thanks. You've been you think, great, but we're going to use your money elsewhere. Yeah. Do you think uh, way to go? NFAA shooter of the year. Yes. Yeah. out. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> you were well used. Do you think uh, one of those guys will end up at Matthews? Maybe Douglas will be back at PSE. But I don't yeah. think Tim's going anywhere. I mean, he'll well, probably yeah. just shoot He's... what he wants and not, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know why anybody would pay him, but personally. Yeah. I mean, and nothing against him. I I actually enjoy watching some of his videos, and I like that he does a lot of thinking outside the box. and Right trying different things, you know, turning his bow into a walker. walker. Mm-hmm. Um, I all, have all of those things. I have noticed though, that the big shooters, when they um, are loyal to one bow manufacturer and then go to another one, they, they, they catch a little bit of smack talk and mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, it doesn't show well uh, as a flip flopper in the industry at all. And for the people that are hardcore and, and, and love the, their brand, mm-hmm. you know, I can see why they, they don't like it, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think in Kyle's case, it's going to be a little bit different because he isn't making a conscious decision to move from one company to another. Right. It wasn't his like, decision. See ya. Mm-hmm. So I think people, including myself, are going to have a little bit of grace for him in that respect. Oh, hundred percent. And with him probably being in a position now where he's heavily relying on that as his income, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Right. right. It's just, it's weird to, you know, you're with, I'm using this example. I'm with Bowtech. It's the best bow I've ever shot in the world. Yep. Oh, now I'm going to shoot for Matthews. This is the best bow in Mm -hmm. the world. Yeah. So it's just, you know, that I think that's where the, the persona and the, the flip flopping image of, okay, well, so you're just saying whoever pays you the most and who you're under contract with is the one who makes the best bow. Mm-hmm. That's called so, the archery industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I would, I would agree that, you know, there's certain bows that I've shot that I like, uh, but they, I just don't mesh with that particular bow for some reason, 100%. you know, and I'm sure if I spent enough time with it or whatever, I could probably get it figured out. And, um, you know, when, you know, I shot Botex for a very long time and then I switched over to, uh, prime mm-hmm. and it took me a minute, it took me a minute to kind of get the hang of just how it feels and how it shoots. And again, just had to get some shots through it. And then it, and then it started to shoot really well. And then I started, then I shot the Matthews because we were doing all the R and B with it mm-hmm. and I was back to the drawing board again. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is when you have these bow manufacturers, they all have their own accessories and their compatibility with uh, your equipment that you've acquired over the years. And so all of a sudden it, d- it doesn't fit on your new bow and yeah. you're just like, Oh man, now I have to buy this and this and this since mm-hmm. I changed where if you're usually with the same bow manufacturer, all your accessories and you, you can keep migrating from them from, you know, for example, from the V3 to the V3X to the phase four. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that you'd be really upgrading is the quiver, right? With the low pro, but everything else you should be able to, to, to keep graduating with. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's just as an example. So I see where you're getting at is like Mm -hmm. going to the drawing board every time you switch a brand. Yeah. Well, and that, that happened to Broadwater too. Remember he went to Matthews and of of course he said publicly is for, you know, his family, you know, that's his job. But then Mm -hmm. after he went back to Hoyt, he's like, yeah, I was struggling with Matthews anyway. 
Like he was yeah. always doing something, you mm-hmm. know, posting it on Instagram too, like playing with this, playing with that. And it's like when you're used to, you know, the grip angle and just the way the bows balance from one company for that long, and then you mm-hmm. go to another, it's like, this is a change. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and correct me if I'm wrong too, because I thought the post that he had made about going, leaving Hoyt, originally his plan was to retire. Oh, maybe. And then, you know, some conversations were had and, I think that then it was like, okay, well, you know, what's in the best interest for my family right now as far as, you know, I mean, if, if a company is going to offer you a wad of cash, right. You know, and again, another guy that I would have, that I have some grace for, cause right. Why would you, you know what I mean? Like if you could shoot for five more years and then never have to work a day in your life again, you yeah. know, or at least have enough capital to invest in the next step or whatever it is that you want to do in life, you know? So, um, you know, and then I guess kind of just got back into the swing of things and felt like he couldn't retire and, but needed to move back to what performs well for him. Yeah. That'd be the way it is. <laughs> Cause yeah, <laughs> Levi is another example, right? Yeah. Levi left, uh, for elite for that reason. I you think know, he's he paid big buku bucks. I think he had one of the like. Mo- I think when he signed that contract with Elite, he blew every contract out of the water. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, "Holy!" Yeah. And I can't, I can't tell you what that number is because that's been probably the better part of a decade ago now. But yeah. that was a big contract, you know. It's like, man, it's an indis- industry disruptor a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, especially with him. When he moves, so does quarter of the population of bow hunters. So, yeah, tell me about it. Remember when he when he started telling everybody about clocking your arrows and yeah, anytime he come off the mouth. string, Same and I Dudley. was like, all of a sudden it was call after call after call. What direction do you twist your strings? What direction do you twist your strings? And still and then I was completely still get them sometimes. I was completely naive to that, all of that, and I was like, it doesn't matter. And honestly, after all of every, all the testing and everything we've done, I would still say the same thing. Although physics don't lie. It actually right. does affect the direction that the arrow Correct. spins out of the bow, which I was in complete denial about <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and and go, then, go ahead and go in the detail on what direction that is. And Well, so our strings are twisted clockwise. And so the arrow wants to rotate then counterclockwise coming out of the bow so uh which is kind of the opposite of probably most you know most people probably use a right offset or right helical further fletching so now you've got those two things kind of fighting each other as the arrows coming out of the bow and uh my big thing is is i want my arrow to spin in a direction that isn't going to loosen my point. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what direction the strings are twisted, I always want to use a right helical. Uh, And I had never, I've never done like any super extensive testing on the effects of having a left helical opposed to right on the same rig. Uh, But Dudley's got a pretty good video out there right now. Is it a slow motion video? No, no, but no. he's just shooting several arrows at what like seventy meters, and he's and several got... different bows and several different strings. I would yeah. like to see like um, obviously, so right off um, the bow strings, we're going counterclockwise. I'd like to see it like where, how many inches off the bow until it like all of a sudden stops going left with your right helical for a right hand shooter, and then all of a sudden starts going clockwise. I'd yeah. like to see like uh, the change. And how far off the bow from by the time you let go. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's when like 10 to 15 happen. feet out of the front of the bow. Like I've seen oh, it's they, that there, far is, out. there is oh, videos wow. of it where it's like stopping mm-hmm. and then starts correcting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause you can, cause like if you look at our slow motion videos on our rest, you, there's no spin. Yeah. The arrow is far beyond the rest and you're still not spinning yet. Yeah. It, it doesn't have enough velocity yet in yeah. order to start spinning. Yeah. That's interesting. Shout stuff. out to Dudley. He, he just smashed all that BS. I was so happy to see that because Same. it's just a constant debate that I see. It's one of the bigger ones, you know, and 
I, I agree with playing around with different things as far as broadheads and stuff like that. If you're not able to get something to fly, you know, for, you know, you, you can switch up the direction or, you know, some guys will fletch one right, fletch one left, fletch one straight, and then shoot all three and see what, you know, with that particular broadhead to see what it does. And then they'll, okay, rip the veins, decide which one's best, rip the veins off the other ones, and then fletch them all the same. Yep. And, um, you know, and that's really splitting hairs. I mean, as far as a majority of the hunters that are out there, you know, um, but you know, for the guys like, like us that really like to dive deep and go down that rabbit hole, it's, it's fun to play around and just talk about it. I think. Well, I think that's the real like romantic infatuation of archery. It's the physics behind it of, you know, understanding it and making your rig even better with, you know, taking that knowledge and applying it. Um, so I was, uh, really amazed to see when we launched the arrow customizer on how many people, uh, want the four fletched arrow versus the three fletched mm-hmm. arrow. Yeah. Cause we were talking about, um, you know, how fletching truly affects, uh, the rotation of your arrow and, and, and the flight of your arrow. So, um, go, go ahead and go into a little detail on the four fletch versus three fletch. I've played four fletch and three fletch games before. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm back to three with a longer, um, vein. Uh, so like, I think it's technically 2.63 or whatever. So it's the hybrid 26. Um, so you got a little more surface area there for stability and that is the main and the biggest reason why people go to four fletch um stability reasons um and then uh yeah so similar setup as rory um and i'm running a left helical instead of a right um but the biggest thing is just having the stability um with you know the wind uh blowing your arrow the four fletch just gives you a little bit more stability with it um but I don't know. I'm still accurate at 80 yards with it. I just, for whatever reason, this is where I feel like it's up to you, you know, where I just felt like my arrows were grouping better with the three fletch vein versus four. And another thing is you're adding roughly five to eight more grains, depending on what fletchings you're using, uh, to the back of the arrow. And I don't know, that's just enough to play with my setup where I don't want it. Um, but short and simple it's just usually stability reasons um just nice and stable shooting and especially like uh up in the north here um you're trying to make a shot in 20 to 30 yards max and you're trying to stabilize that arrow flight as fast as you can and having that fourth leg essentially is going to do that um or running you know a longer vein but um at that point you can just uh have a smaller vein running for instead yeah, so. that's that's what I was gonna say. Is I think, you know, if you want to run a smaller vein, I can see it being advantageous in that particular application. And you know, for some people, I mean, you know, for me, it would be I have never really never had too much trouble having getting an arrow to steer properly with a three fletch, mm-hmm. and I probably would never go to a four fletch unless I was having problems. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not the right thing to do. You know, I don't know, you know, when, when guys are ordering them from the, from the customizer, I'm not sure if they order it that way because of, uh, you know, some information that they've read about or heard or with that specific vein or, you know, but I just, all setups are so much different. Mm -hmm. Your broadhead, you know, some people really, you know, if you've got a, you know, a four blade broadhead, then some people would argue, well, then you want to have a four Four, fletch. And so, um, again, you know, I, I fall in that category where I have a try fixed broadhead. So I rock three fletchings. Yeah. Even Dudley. I mean, like he, he'll run a four fletch, but that's only for like one setup and then he'll go, you know, back to a three. Right. So, you know, it depends on what you're, what you're doing and what you're playing with. And if you have time to do it. (laughs) Yeah. It just depends (laughs) on what you're going to roll. I mean, Right now with my bow, it's like, man, that's stacking them at 30. That's all I needed to do Yeah, (laughs) because I'm not going to be shooting anything farther than that. So hunting the big woods in Minnesota, baby. For now. Right. This year anyway. Yeah. Other than, you know, shooting the target in my backyard at 70, but 
You uh, going to put in any points here uh, coming up? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably still continue to do uh, Colorado, mm -hmm. Utah. What about Idaho? Wyoming. Are you going to try and jump into that mess? No. Last year was an absolute disaster. And no. The only, I guess, well, I was just about to say, the only reason I would go Idaho is if I was looking to go over the counter and get something kind of quick, but I guess that it's not like that anymore. No, so it's pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, definitely go North Dakota. Definitely apply for Minnesota Bear again. Um, by North Dakota, I mean the any deer tag. Uh, so yeah. if you drew Colorado, where would you go in, this, in the great state of Colorado? Um, well, I guess that's going to be kind of up to ears. Oh, you let him guide you. <laughs> yeah, because Sweet. I don't. I mean, we've talked about it briefly, but I haven't. You know, it's like I haven't really bothered to dive into it until I commit, you know, to getting a tag or whatever. And so, um, yeah, I just I want to I want to draw a tag out there. So then that way we can we can access, you know, some limited draw areas and not, you know, kind of avoid the crowds a little bit. And, and then that way we can go to a space too where um, where he'd want to hunt also. Yeah, yeah. You know? how, how hard is it to get? Um, a bighorn sheep tag out there when you're a non-resident everywhere's pretty probably hard. can't ever get yeah. one unless you have unless you get like a guide or a governor's, governor's tag. tag or yeah. lottery or uh yeah i mean you can do um so the western hunting expo i think is probably one of your better chances if you know and i don't know i would have to look at this is i'm just kind of off the cuff here but with us being in our 40s and the points creep, I don't think there's a chance you could draw just naturally at this point, probably in any state. Mm -hmm. um, well, maybe North Dakota. Yeah, there there are odds there. It's just a random draw. Yeah. Six tags. And, and when we go, we'll have to bring our walkers. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a tough one. I'll be running. <laughs> yeah show off but yeah you can you could probably you know you could get a tag through an outfitter yeah there a governor's are tag or something like that but you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars easy mm. uh ben katormson has some good spots for us i think in montana mm, that's right he does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on ben yeah hook it up yeah god dang it what do you call him dover, dover. where is that come from just his first name is ben yeah just say his name ben dover oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> okay uh the dude abides man the dude abides all right boys just throwing in random should we go roll lebowski quotes i'm gonna take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the trigger till it goes click <laughs> jesus you said it man He's a pervert, dude. Right, Pet her ass. Pet her ass. Pet her ass. That's right. Serious. Did six months in Chino for explosives. He was self to an eight-year-old. Eight-year-old, dude. Has to go door to door. Eight-year-old, dude. Quite. Just love that movie, dude. It's just. I'm so. I'm so glad I got this get up. Like I'm. I'm gonna wear it. I do. I wear this at home now. You just wore sipping coffee. Once. Yeah, and my wife's all oogly over it you know she's like oh she so, likes it too he looks so sophisticated and artsy katie mm. likes when i wear this too. so now i take up doing tai chi on the yeah room i was thinking that... about how megan would love to just put her fingers through my hair on this one <laughs> <laughs> your buckwheat haircut <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly right grab my fishnets mm. hey watch my military spike babe there you go <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start probably doing tai chi in the living room you know with the rug that ties the room together yeah, it's, the best part is like when he does it in the movie, he's got like a nice buzz, and he's like about to fall over like three or four times through yeah. the Tai Chi move. This what I even got the the classy uh, yes Tai Chi shoes. Those are tasty. Yeah, What's he actually saying? not bad. Found them on Poshmark for like twenty bucks. Steel, so comfortable, dude. I would have never wow. paid retail price for them. You gonna start hunting with those? That'd have been ridiculous. Some speed shoes, man. Maybe. Yeah. Run in the hills. <laughs> speed I'll shoes. be the new I'll be the guy now that, that brings these shoes into the hunting industry, like all the goofballs with crocs. Crocs are the uh 
the leather boots or whatever. Well, so what? The what? Crispies? I did not no. know uh, guys are hunting with Crocs. It was just so you can kick off your Crocs no, quick and get on your socks. They're quiet. Quieter. I tried it last year, and it just, I don't know if I had, like, the driest brush in the league or what, but it's like, <laughs> I'm like, this is dumb. Like, I, I'm going I, back to my boots. I thought it would just be so you can kick off your shoes really quick and get in your socks for well, stalking. That, that's eventually what I did, but okay. um, I wouldn't recommend that either. My God, so pokey out there. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You got to do, you got to walk like, um, you know, uh, toe to heel first. That's how you have to do it. Like a ninja. Yeah. You, you walk toe to heel. That's the quiet way to walk. Did you have a ninja outfit when you grew up? Me? Because I had like two or three. I have a ninja outfit now. Yeah. It's yeah. called the Sitka Fanatic hoodie. Yeah, I got that too. And it's a modern day ninja outfit. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but you got like black shadow ninja outfit. Like not a real legit ninja outfit. No. Yeah. Did you have one when you're younger? I don't think so. I thought I was a ninja. I had bear claws. I would climb trees and houses and shit. Oh damn, dude! Sheesh. Yeah. I had one that's... of those. Remember the, the rope with the the big uh, hook on the end? Oh, oh yeah, grappling dude, yeah. yeah, grappling oh, yeah, dude. I had that and everything. I had a sword. Wow. Yeah, I had was... my uh, my sister's friend told me that she was a ninja, and I believed her. That's cool. I had throwing stars, too. For, like, a long time, too. Honestly, like, really? that's the time I got into archery. I was like, dude, these ninjas shoot bows, too. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, well, uh, look at Rambo does it. My favorite ninja, the G.I. Joe ninja, Shadow, he shoots a bow. Shadow. Dude. I'm going all in. Yeah, dude. Can we talk about Rambo? So we were talking, Steve and I were talking to Steve Eklund, and he had said he was kind of giving us the origin story of his hunting career, and it started with Rambo. Hell yeah. And similarly with me. First Blood? I can't remember which episode we talked about it, but I had mentioned that Rambo was a big influencer in the in the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he knocked an arrow in every one, right? I know for sure three. He just was. He had exploding arrows on the end. Yeah, and first blood was a little bit different, right? Like it was um, less turbo extreme. Yeah, it was like in the city, and it was kind of. I think he, you know, it, he introduced you know the classic survival knife and yeah, all of that. But I don't remember. Knife. It wasn't until first blood part two that was the one yeah. that that hooked me. I was like, yes. And then yeah. Ramble three was the one where. Uh, that I think it was that the Russians or whatever they had that helicopter with all those missiles on the side. Oh yeah, and that scene where he's like the helicopter's coming over the top of them. And well, and from you know they don't do it now that I'm aware of, but like back in those days, like when Rambo first came out, the Marines they would train with a bow and arrow as well. Hmm, that'd be so sick. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, but I can't imagine the pain. I mean, think about it. You can you can take someone out 60, 80 yards and be super stealth about it. Quietly. Yeah. But now suppressors are pretty awesome, so <laughs> you don't need it. The yeah. bone arrow anymore. Yeah. And when it's it comes pew, to pew warfare. Em, it's pew, pew, em. pew, pew. But I guess we, when you run out of bullets, right? Rambo is much before my That's time. That's true. You could, you could like, you know, Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. You know, have you ever seen that? Where you uh, like yeah, I love that. Show. Whacks him in the head with a crossbow bolt, and then he pulls the bolt out and then knocks it and uses it again. And yeah. That sh- it, you know, that show dro- always drove me nuts because um, he used a striker crossbow. Mm-hmm. And when he was, like, when he'd be running around with it, you could the string was, like, cocked. But it wasn't. It was like they just built a super long string for it because you could oh, tell the limbs were still like out. flared out. Yeah. They weren't flexed. You they know, they didn't want to Alec Baldwin a crew member. Exactly. Yeah. But oh, D- Daryl Dixon, man, that was and a his knife. Do you know, I own the exact same knife, the 1918 like um, bunker stalking knife. The the Rambo one. Um, the one with basically a brass knuckle with the blade in the end. Oh. Matter of fact, I have it. Let's show and tell it right now. This thing is sick. So you're gonna love it. You love knives. An- so my question was: Is that a Rambo knife, or was that a Daryl Dixon knife? It's a Daryl Dixon knife. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, dang! Look at that. U.S. 1918. 
Now, um, that is a replica, but the originals, dude, they go for thousands of dollars on eBay. I'm not kidding you. And that's pure brass in the handle, um, which is basically brass knuckles. And then it's got the double-edged blade at the end. Go ahead, pull it off. It's kind of an interesting, it's got like, what's what's the deal with like the little felt? It's just so when you're, you know, after you're done killing someone um, and you, you know, there's some other enemy that is close by, you can sheath it again without um, being noisy. So that felt keeps it really quiet. Mm. Soaks up the blood. Yeah, um, exactly. Oh, that does make <laughs> sense. Yeah. See, it's quiet, isn't it? Yeah. And then you got the the skull cracker yep. on the back. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Right? Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you show us your gun, Walt? <laughs> Yeah. What well. else? What else you got in there, Walter? Yeah. In the in. The, by the way, he's got a bowling bag down here with a ball in it and weaponry. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Did you bring frickin' Marty Ackerman's dog too with you? I mean, you got you got the that dog has papers, dude. It's a show dog. It's a show dog. It's got papers. It's a show dog, man. You can't board it. That's right. Fucking loses its hair. His hair falls out and everything. It's not taking your turn, dude. It's not drinking your beer. Not buying it a f- beer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if only Don right, were folks. here to chime in. You should just, you know, honestly, you should splice all our stupid uh, uh, reenactments or our little, our little quotes here. Oh, we will. We, yeah. This is all gold. This is all gold. Yeah, some. I feel like you're, something happened with your wig there. It almost kind of looked like a silverback right now. Yeah, like a, thank you. I've been working out. There you go. Is that better? Yeah, so this, <laughs> I have such a pinhead. This shit, this shit rides up on oh, me. Oh, it's fine now. Should we do uh, dad jokes real quick? Yeah, hey, why not? Let's see if I can find one. Hollywood. Are we supposed to say something in here? Well, we're going to just see if we can even find a funny dad joke. What does a mummy listen to? On Halloween. Hmm. That sounds like one. Oh. Rap music. <laughs> Tupac, maybe. <laughs> California. <laughs> I used to think it was. I, th- I thought it was. Uh, uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> That's what I used to think they said. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Do you know what it's supposed to say? Uh, what is it called? California. City of Compton. Knows how to party. Knows how to party. I thought they said, In no doubt city. about it. Welcome to the wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the same one. I'm going to have to listen to that now, right after this. So I can just jam out in the pro shop. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just play that. Let's get some 90s rap going up in there. Spencer had Biggie Papa. My fa- that's my favorite rap. Yesterday. 90s rap. What do you give a deer with an upset stomach? Elka Seltzer. <laughs> get it like an elk? <laughs> yeah, but it's still it's just like it's not the same breed, though. It's no. like a totally different animal. I know. <laughs> That's what made it funny. It's a stretch. It so <laughs> stretchy. Oh, wow. Stretchy. Yeah. That's funny. Why do people hate vampires so much? Because they're a pain in the neck. Ooh, that's wow. actually a good one. But really, it's because they suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that was good. I'm going to give you that one. That's, Thanks. They, I should, we should send them a letter and tell them they need to add that one to the website. That'd be perfect. The website of a hundred spooky dad jokes. Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find us at the range podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Also be sure to head over to the vapor trail and Stoke Rice social channels and give us a follow. If you're listening, be sure to give us five stars and give us a, a huge thumbs up. Leave a comment. Let everybody know how awesome the podcast is. Be sure to head over our Vapor Trail YouTube channel. If you like the video, hit that thumbs up button and make sure to subscribe so you can be up to date on all things archery. Big thanks to Walter, Jesus, Quintana, and of course, Donnie in the Folgers can for taking the time out of their busy day to be here today. 
And with that, we are going to pack up our bows and arrows, and we are hitting the range. Have a good day, everybody. Peace. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15, that's T-R-P-15, at checkout for 15% off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stokerize branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear. I think he cut the I think he cut the tube at the bottom.